Bible with you today. If you've got a Bible app, got a phone, open up with me to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. We, we, we began a couple weeks ago in a new series of, of teachings, messages that will help us tremendously uh, in our relationship with God and to be used of God and to live a life of, of value and purpose and meaning. And uh, let's continue and talk about these things some more today. Are you ready? Did you come expecting? Hey, I mean, you're already here. You might as well get something while you're here. Huh? Might as well learn something, grow or increase or be reminded something. Get, get built up, get strengthened. Uh, don't let this time go to waste in any uh, measure whatsoever. Um, if you're re- if you're really tired, you should have stayed home. <laughs> but you're already here, <laughs> so you might as well, uh, you know, take your shoes off and rub them on the carpet or something like that. Rub your feet on. Uh, do whatever you need to do to get something out of out of what God is saying and doing, because He has good plans for you. Got got uh, intentions for your life that are beyond your imagination. Wonderful, Amen. All right. 1 Timothy chapter 1, notice with me over here verse 12. Let's read this passage of Scripture again. It says, And and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Putting me into the ministry. How did Paul get into the ministry? Well, as a result... Of the Lord counting him faithful. Say, did Paul have anything to do with it, or is it all God? Well, yes, he did. He had to be faithful. He, otherwise, the Lord wouldn't have put him in the ministry. And, and so there was the God side, and there was the Paul side. But he was counted faithful, putting him in the ministry. And, and so we're we're sharing along these lines. We've we've discovered that God is a faithful God. You can count on Him. You can rely on Him. He's trustworthy. And then that we are also uh, supposed to imitate uh, our Father and also be faithful children, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Listen to this verse from the, the Amplified Bible. It reads, I give thanks to Him who has granted me the needed strength and made me able for this. Christ Jesus our Lord, because He has judged and counted me faithful and trustworthy, appointing me to this stewardship of the ministry. And so that's very interesting, how the Lord judged Paul. How did He judge him? Faithful. We're supposed to do the same with God, right? With Him, we are supposed to judge Him faithful. And then He is going to judge us, and, and we want to show up at the end of that, that uh, examination period faithful as well. And if we are, if we are considered to be faithful, well, then we get enabled. Then we get added to. Then we get promoted. Then we are trusted. H- how can you get the Lord to promote you? I don't know if you've ever asked that question. How can you get God to give you a promotion? Well, I think it's built in 
to the relationship. It's built into His plan that there are promotions in store for every one of us. However, if, if we're not seeing them or not seeing what we think ought to happen, this would be the area to check and ask ourselves the question, well, why isn't the Lord promoting me? I mean, He can. He's connected, well connected. He's got, he knows, he's got lots of keys to lots of doors, right? He can. Why isn't he if he's not? Why hasn't he if he hasn't? And it goes not back to the question of, well, maybe he just doesn't want to. Oh, baloney, baloney. That's not the Lord's heart towards any of us. He wants to take all of us further, yeah? But if it's not happening, this is one of the things I can look at and say, well, he's a righteous judge. He sees all and knows all perfectly. He knows my heart. He knows my follow-through. He knows my commit. He knows everything. And if he's not putting me up, if he's not advancing me, why not? Maybe there's something that needs to be upgraded within me so that I can be upgraded externally. Everybody okay? So I don't even know what I got myself into here today. You got yourself into something good. I'll just tell you up front, you're in the best place you can be right now because God is here and He wants to help you. Amen. 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 And so uh, would the Lord promote someone who shouldn't be promoted? Say, I don't think He would. I don't think the Lord would, take, would promote the wrong person. I don't think he would promote the person with the wrong or an, uh, the wrong characteristics or an absence of development in this area. No, he's looking to promote the right person at the right place at the right time. Now, now think about that word for a moment. We we use it frequently in in life. Promotion. I, I, I looked that word up in the dictionary, and it, it reads this way: the action of raising someone to a higher position or rank. Well, that sounds desirable. It sounds good. Uh, I looked a little deeper, and it said that our English word comes from a Latin word. Um, It looks like you might say it, promotio, which is a form of the word promovere. All right? So what does that matter? Well, this is why it matters, because that word means to move forward. Move forward. And I thought, I like that. I like that. I'm interested in forward progress. Are you? Uh, does anybody want to want to remain stale or idle or stagnant throughout your life, or even potentially go backwards? Where I, I'm, I used to be in a better place. Now I'm in a worse place than I used to be. That, that doesn't sound desirable. I don't want. I don't want that to happen. So what do I need? I need forward motion. I need to move forward in life and not not go backwards. You know, one of the things I think uh, is, is not a compliment is if you haven't seen someone for quite a period of, of years and, and you run into them and, and, and they get around you and they say, you know what? You haven't changed a bit. You're the exact same. You know, or maybe, <laughs> maybe it was many years ago, you're the exact same. Yikes. I would be taking quick inventory of my life if someone said, you're the exact same. Because I'm trying to increase. I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to advance. Why aren't I better than I used to be if that's the case? Everybody with me today? Now, if someone said, you look the same age you did, say, you are very wise and discerning. 
<laughs> that would be a compliment, I guess. But in other areas, do I want to be in the same in my character and my success and my fruitfulness and my relationship with God? In, no, I don't. I want to be promoted. I want, I want to move forward and, and advance in life. And, uh, you know, if you're perfect, you don't want to change. You know, God is perfect, and He is the Lord thy God who changes not, right? But for the rest of us, how many think we need to change? There needs to be some advancement, some, some things that need to fall off, some things that need to be added to us. There needs to be uh, much change in our lives, uh, and we need to be growing and learning and increasing. And uh, the good news about walking with God in the way that He works with us and thinks is that we're not limited to the way we've always been. He doesn't hold you back because you've been in a rut for 10 years. He's not going to keep you down because, uh, hey, your family has always been this way, and I grew up in this kind of family, and they always said this and did this, and everyone had this characteristic, and, and, and so I guess I'm just going to be that way. Whether it's physical health problems, no. Whether it's financial status or place in society and life, no. What, what doesn't matter where we have been. It matters where we're going and if we're making forward progress. Is everybody with me today? Uh, again, if, if someone were to, someone were to say, uh, uh, maybe be a part of our church years ago, and they moved away, uh, moved to another state, and, and years later came back, and they they came back in, and the first thing they said, man, everything's the same. Ah, I'd be hitting my knees in repentance, saying, Lord, what in the world is wrong with us? We're the same. We can't stay the same. We need to move higher. We need to advance. We need to increase, not just in numbers of people, but in, in many areas. We need to increase. That's what you're about. It needs to be what we're about. And, and, and I know this. It's not Him holding us back, but it could be an issue of faithfulness. It could be, are the right materials in place that God can say, I'm going to promote, I'm going to advance, I'm going to add to, I'm going to increase, I'm going to move them forward in life uh, because, of they, because they can handle it. Everybody okay? Amen. There was, a, there was a, uh, an issue over, uh, if you read over in the book of Acts in the 15th chapter, where there was a... Uh, little contention there with Paul and Barnabas, and one of the issues was over a guy named, believe it or not, Mark, uh, because, uh, because Mark had been basically unreliable on a previous missions trip. They went on on a ministry trip, and, uh, and he left them before it was done. They're getting ready to go again, and Paul said, he's not coming with us. Paul did not want to take Mark along because he couldn't, he couldn't rely on him, couldn't count on him. And he said, no, he is not going along. You can read about that. But here's what's interesting to me and what's encouraging is that later on when you read over in the book of 2 Timothy, when Paul was writing to Timothy, he made mention of, of, of Mark saying, hey, by the way, if you could bring him along, that would be great because he used this phrase. He said, he is useful to me in ministry. So he went from not being able to be used to becoming and being described as useful. 
If you've ever been useless, that's in the past. Let's keep it in the past and let's move forward to usefulness. And God can take you even if you failed, even if you've... Uh, I've been one to rely on the mercy of God from time to time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But uh, he, he, He'll move us forward. He'll move us into a place of usefulness. Thank you, Lord. Well, would you turn with me over to the book of Psalms, uh, the book of all of the Psalms. It's Psalm 75. Psalm 75. And let's look at, at this a little bit further. Notice with me over here in Psalm 75 and verse 4, beginning verse 4. It reads, I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully, and to the wicked, do not lift up the horn, do not lift up your horn on high. Well, I know sometimes we think, well, pastor, I don't even have a horn. Uh, I don't play a horn. I don't, I don't grow any horns. Uh, what do you mean I'm not supposed to lift my horn? Well, I'll be, when, you, when you think about an animal, an animal uses that horn to get its way. An animal uses that horn to push others around. It is, it, it's, it's, it's its form of strength. And by reading it in the context, you can see what he's talking about, even if you don't use the language of lifting up your horn. He says, don't deal boastfully. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't speak with a stiff neck. He's talking about pride. He's, ta- he's talking about self-promotion. Where a person would say, well, I want to be promoted. Well, here's what people are, are in the habit of doing is self-promoting. I'm going to put myself out. I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to advance myself instead of relying on the Lord who is the promoter. Look what he goes on to say here. Verse 6, for exaltation, that word also can be translated promotion, comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. So what kind of judge is God? Well, He's righteous judge. He's perfect judge. He sees all and knows all and everything's clear before Him. And so in His judgment, He is judging a person faithful or unfaithful. And he takes the faithful and he lifts them up. He promotes, he advances, and the unfaithful go backwards. Everybody with me? All right. We read scriptures previously how to to, to the one who has shall more be given. And the one who does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. This is how the kingdom of God works. And the, But the Lord is looking here. This is good news uh, to me, to you, is the Lord is looking to promote. He wants to move people onward and upward. He wants to do more in their lives. If you're being faithful, relax. He's got you covered. If you are a faithful person, you've got good things to look forward to. And, uh, but if you're not being promoted, again, I go back to this. It's time to ask why. Why isn't he doing that for me? Why isn't he? Why, why is this seem to, seems, he seems to do that for some other people, but he's not doing that for me? That's a good question to ask ourselves. Look over with me at, at, at Proverbs, uh, just right after the Psalms, Proverbs chapter 20. It'll help you if you'll look at these, if you have the ability to do so, to look at these yourself. 
underline, write things down, and know that these verses are here. Don't forget them as soon as you walk out the door. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse, verse 6. Notice the language used here. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? Think about that. That's pretty, that's pretty uh, strong language. How, how many people proclaim their own goodness? Well, most do that. Most people are saying, oh, I've got my act together. Most people are saying, faithful all day long, right here, picture of faithfulness. <laughs> How many people are doing that? Just a few? No, 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 no. Most people do that. Most people do that. But faithful. How many, how many of, of those are there? Well, they must be pretty rare because they're hard to find. Hard to find. But yet, people are quick to tell you that they're faithful. But in reality, they're not. They think of themselves. I'm a faithful person. No, you're not. Well, I judge myself faithful, but I know, but you're not the judge. We want to look at reality because reality will produce results one way or the other. And most people are getting it wrong when they analyze their own life. And they're, they're telling people, hey, I'll do it. I'll be there. I've got your back. You can count on me. I'm the one. But in reality is they won't be there. They won't do it. They won't have your back. You can't rely upon them. Everybody okay? I know this is kind of in your face. I'm not pointing anybody out. But what's the likelihood if most people are self-promoting, if most people are declaring what they believe about themselves to be totally good, that they are the faithful ones, then what's the likelihood that there could be a few, even in our service here today, that are misjudging their own life. And they are thinking about and saying about themselves something that's not the case. Here's what's happening. is It's not just about, you know, deceiving or making someone else think more highly of you than you are. It's holding you back. If there's a misunderstanding, there's a promotion from God waiting for you to be utilized by you, but you don't qualify for it yet. And so that's why to analyze this accurately and, 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 and be real and genuine is of great value to all of us. Yeah. I, I remember uh, when, when we were just getting ready to, to move to Boise to start the church. And I had just made this known to people, just became public that we were going to do this. Uh, and you know me, I didn't ever, I never asked a soul for anything and uh, don't operate that way. Uh, we just let them know, hey, this is what we're doing. And uh, anyway, a couple different individuals, totally separate from one another at different times, came to me and said, uh, basically, I want to help you. Because they knew we were stepping out and people would ask, how are you going to live? How are you going to do this? How is this going to happen? I'd say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, uh, but we're, I'm just coming. I'm not coming if someone gives me money. I'm not coming if someone opens, gives us a building. I'm not, there are no ifs in this. This is the will of God. We're just going. And when you know, you know, and you go and, and figure out the rest later, I guess. Uh, but people would ask. Anyway, individuals came to me and said, we want to help you. 
financially. So I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking that's a God thing right there. And uh, But th- these two situations that I'm telling you about, you know what ended up happening? Nothing. Never heard from them again regarding that. They never said anything, and I'm not going to bring it up because they offered. I, it's like, not like you owe me. I mean, I guess you do if you tell me, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hold them to that. Just nothing. Well, you know, I, I wonder, would, would they have judged themselves? Would they have been one to think about themselves? I'm a faithful person. I think they would have said, I think they would have. But what was reality? Reality is they said one thing and did something else. And I don't, I didn't worry about it. God's our source and things work out. Fine. But he tried to use some people in that situation and he couldn't use them. Interesting. I, I, I remember uh, another time uh, we, were, we were selling a car and uh, we had this car. It wasn't an expensive car, but it was a well-working car and, and there was a, uh, a, uh, an individual who wanted to buy the car and they came over and they liked it and they wanted to buy it and I said, good, here's what the, here's what the price is and so forth. And, uh, and he, he, he told me, he said, he said, great, I'll take it. He said, I don't have that money with me. He said, I do have $100 with me right now. Could I just give you this $100 and I'll give, give the rest to you later? And I knew him. I knew the person. wasn't a stranger. I saw him at church all the time. And uh, I'll, I'll just give you $100 now. And then could I, could I even just like drive it away? I said, I don't care. Sure, go for it. $100. That's all I ever got for that car. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'd see him at church. Hey, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> and, uh, well, it's one thing to say you're going to do something. Another thing going to do it. And, uh, and uh, you know, at, at some point along, uh, along that, that pathway, I just, we just made adjustment inside. It's like, forget it. Forget it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to talk to him about it. That's just their deal. God's our source, and I'm not going to let that ruin anything. Some people let stuff like that. They get bitter and all kinds of stuff and unforgiveness, and then they lose out on other things. Their problem became your problem. Anyway, uh, anyway, maybe you just don't give the car out up front, too. I don't know. <laughs> but that's another subject. Uh, say, Pastor, I got some wisdom for you, too. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, but here's the thing. Would that person, would that person, if someone were to ask him, hey, are you a faithful Christian? Are you a faithful person? I, there's almost no doubt in my mind that they would say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm very faithful. Why? People seem to look at themselves that way even when it's not true. Everyone pro- proclaims their own goodness. But where are the really, truly faithful people? They're rare. There's a shortage of that. And before we dismiss this and say, this is all totally someone else, uh, I'm the exception here. I want to stop and slow down. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe there's some faithfulness I can develop in my own life as well instead of just thinking everything's always fine. I know sometimes in life people get promoted by man, and it's a wrong thing. We uh, We were given instructions, and Paul wrote, we read that scripture in First Timothy, but in the same book, he was giving them instructions on who to promote to leadership in the church. 
and they use language like overseers and bishops and deacons and that kind of stuff. Uh, but they're basically church leaders in various capacities. And, and one of the things he said about lifting people up and raising them up in these positions, he said in 1 Timothy 3, 6, he said, don't use a novice. Don't use a novice. Why? Well, they could be, if they're not ready, they, they can be puffed up in pride and fall into the same condemnation as the devil. A few verses later, when talking about deacons, he said, let these also first be tested. First be tested. This is biblical godly wisdom when it comes to promoting or elevating someone is they've got to have the goods internally to be able to handle the pressures that come externally. There is with much increase, much responsibility. Whether you're talking about influence, you're talking about money, you're talking about opportunities in life. When you are given a place, there is pressure to, when you're in that place. And that's why the Lord says, when you're doing that for others, you make sure they have the goods. You make sure they have what it takes to handle that position. And they're, make sure they're faithful. God, in the same way, of course, that's how He treats us. Yeah, uh, and a promotion by man many times will not stand. It'll be temporary and, and fleeting. But a promotion from God, even if it's not first and immediately visibly seen, when God moves on you and He sets you up as someone who can handle more, it's only a matter of time until that manifests in the physical world. Faithfulness is key to get you to a place where He will uh, elevate your life and add to you the necessary components to make it go. Hallelujah. More was said right there than some people got. Amen. There was a guy in the Old Testament, uh, in fact, a bunch of guys, <laughs> but a few of them were named, one, one guy was named Daniel, all right, and I would encourage you, I'm not going to read that book today, I'll just give you a couple of verses but read the whole book, you'll get the full grasp of that. But one guy was named Daniel, and then there, were, there was these other three dudes named uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? Some of you know their stories. Uh, th- these were all faithful, faithful people. Daniel was a guy, and they were, they were uh, Israelites who were captive in ba- Babylon. So they're under the rule of an ungodly nation. And some of those nations over there are still extremely ungodly. And just like today, it's illegal to be a Christian in some places. They'll kill you if, uh, if you convert from Islam to Christianity, for example. And uh, that exists today. This is in that same part of the world. And they had this, this phony baloney God, and they had this big statue, and they were called commanded to bow to it and worship. And you got these guys who said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be faithful to God. He had Daniel who would pray at his window every day, and, and they told him not to, and he did it anyway because there's some things you just don't compromise with. And uh, he wouldn't do it. And, uh, and, and then you got the three Hebrew guys who they wouldn't bow to that statue that Nebuchadnezzar set up. And before you know it, they're getting thrown into the furnace, the fiery, blazing, hot furnace. And if you know that story, uh, there they are walking around in the fire. And the fire wouldn't touch them, and the Lord was there with them, and, and, and they were preserved and, 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 and kept. Here's my point, point in this. Uh, when reading that story, Daniel got attention, first of all, because, this is prior to that, because Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that he didn't understand, and no one could tell him what it is. And Daniel goes in there and tells him what the dream is and what it means. And, and as a result of that, he got promoted. 
It's Daniel 2.30. It says, but for me, as for me, the secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than, than anyone living, but for our sakes who make known the interpretation to, uh, to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your heart. So God did it for the king's sake so he would know. But it's interesting, Daniel said, he did this for me too. Why, why did he do that for you? Why was it for your sakes? Because God wanted him promoted. He was a faithful follower. He would not compromise. And so the Lord said, I'm going to use that person. I'm going to promote him. I'm going to lift him up. So I'm going to give him an interpretation of the king's dream. What might the Lord use in your life? But faithfulness will, it almost is like a magnet to the power and revelation and miracles of God. Faithfulness says something has to happen in their life next so that others will see their faithfulness. So that others will recognize that I'm a part of their life. Even the, the, those who got thrown in the fiery furnace. What was, what, what was going on? I, I didn't read all the verses. Verse 48 says the king promoted Daniel. Uh, Daniel 3 verse 30 says the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When did he promote them? After they did their little fire thing. <laughs> What's going on there? Their faithfulness brought God's delivering power on the scene. And when God delivers someone and he makes his, when he is shown in a, in a given situation, it causes promotion to happen. I don't know about you, but this excites me because I can be faithful. I will trust him and he will work in my life in amazing ways that are beyond human reasoning, that are beyond human ability. The end result will be that I'm used more. I'm elevated in his kingdom. Yeah, good things are coming to those who are faithful. Thank you, Lord. I can, I can tell you about, about my own life, and I, I, partly I hesitate to do this because it's, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, um, but I won't lift my horn up on high. Uh, <laughs> I can only tell you what I know, and I'll just, you know, I can tell you some of my experiences and and I'll just caveat with this. I've used the mercy of God on numerous occasions. <laughs> but when the Lord called me and directed me to, to first go to Bible college these years ago, I went and I approached it with what seemed a different mentality than others, than some people that I knew, some around me. Uh, I would go to school you know, our, the school I went to was three hours a day, five days a week, normal school year. So I, I would be doing that every day. And I was, uh, they, they had these other classes. They had these other services. That after, after lunch, there'd be a lunch break. Then they had this thing called prayer school. And you didn't have to go. It was not a part of school. You didn't get a grade for it, nothing like that. They just had it. You can go. So I'd go. And they had this thing called healing school. And I often would show up at that. So I went all day. And then, you know, and I, I, had, I worked, I drove the van at the airport and this kind of stuff and, and uh, picked people up. So I'm doing that and, and going to school. But I was single, so I did have more time than maybe I, I would now. And, and, uh, but I would do that. And I wasn't made to do that. I just wanted to. And then sometimes we'd get together, friends would get together at, in the evening and, and we'd have, you know, get together in our apartments and we'd, have, we'd pray for an hour. Why'd you do that? Did they help you get a better grade? It wasn't about the grade. 
It was about something's working in me. It's the call of God. I've got to do the right thing with it. And then, amazingly, they would, they would, from time to time, they had to tell students, these are Bible college students, don't forget to still go to church. <laughs> Meaning, because the, the mentality was, hey, I'm in school 15 hours, and, you know, all this stuff. I'm good. I'm getting a lot of spiritual input here, and Sunday morning they'd sleep in. I didn't need that lesson. I'm just telling you, there was something working in me that says, what are you talking about? I'm going to church, and they had something before it that was like a, a version, like a, a, a modification of life, like a Sunday school program. And so that was an hour before church, so I'd go to that most of the time, and then go to church. And then back then, they had a Sunday night, and maybe they still do. They had a Sunday night, so I'd go to that. And then on Wednesday night, they had a service, so I'd go to that. And, uh, so, and, and then Fridays, sometimes if we weren't working, we would find there's, you know, this is Oklahoma, there's... Lots of things happening, spiritual stuff. There was this other church, this guy named Ed Dufresne. He, he would bring in these ministers and great things happening. So we'd go to church on Friday nights too. And so maybe on Saturdays we didn't. And uh, someone said, why, why, why did you, you do so much? I wanted to. There's something in, in me that said, I'm called of God. This is all I want. And, and other people tell me, I have a calling of God to the ministry. I want a pastor like you do. And I'm not convinced. Because they come to church once in a while. They're, inv- they're available hardly ever. And if someone needed something done, they knew I was there. All of a sudden, you know, my second year of Bible school, they picked me out of the prayer school one day. And I'm there praying. And I guess I was there too much. <laughs> They picked me out of the leadership, picked me out of the press. Hey, we want you to come and speak. We're having this event, this get acquainted event like we do. And there's like a thousand people there. We want you to speak. (laughs) I didn't speak back then. (laughs) I didn't stand up in front of... But here I am talking with the president of the uh, place there and all these people checking out the school. And I'm one of the representatives, which was scary all day long. (laughs) Why would they ask me? I don't know, part of it was probably because I was there. Every time they turn around, there I was. Every time they open my eyes, I'm one of many, and I'm not the only one, but I was there. And if something need done, here I am. And then I finish school, and, all, and then the Lord gives me a ministry. And that was small, but you wouldn't know that by how I prayed. You wouldn't know that it was just a handful of people by how I prayed and prepared why? This is the call of God. This is something He gave me. This is something God Almighty wants me to do this. And so I get up early and stay and do whatever it takes and work hard because this is the kingdom of God. I want to be available. I want to be ready. I want to be on call for Him to use at any given time. And so He would increase and promote and add revelation to me, things I'd some didn't see, I didn't see before, and I'd see things, I'd know things. And gifts and anointings would manifest. And by the way, that pattern continues till this day. And the Lord increased, and the Lord multiplied, and the Lord gave more. Why? I've just committed, I don't mean I've been perfect in this, but I want to do the right thing with what I have. And I know how He thinks. I do. I know who He wants to promote. Those who are going to be faithful with whatever He gives. I don't know what you have. What can you do? What do you know? 
What is there in your life? Are you doing the right thing with what's in front of you today? I'm not telling you to act like I did or do the things that I did. I'm just saying, what, what, what's in your life now? What are you supposed to do with it? And don't think the Lord's not watching. He's totally watching. Not with an angry look. Not with a hand ready to smack you down. But with a promotion waiting in store. Saying, I hope they do the right thing with it. Huh? Waiting for us to, to, to respond faithfully with whatever it is. Has the Lord revealed something to you? Have you shared it? Or, 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 or let me take it on the other hand. Has the Lord real, revealed a secret to you? Have you kept it? Some people aren't faithful because they talk too much. That's another message almost right there, huh? That's a, might be a series. Uh, but I tell you, whatever it is that's in our control, what's in our hands, what's in our ability today, it is key to what's next. It is key to the next step. And the Lord has much, much more for us to do. Amen. He'll give us gifts. He'll give us revelations. He'll give us money. He'll give us people in our lives. And and what we do with all that determines what comes next. Amen. Amen. I think the Lord has, has some good thoughts for people today. Someone said, well, I haven't been promoted in a long time. Good, good, good. This is your change day. This is the day you turn the corner because he is so merciful. He is so gracious. And from this point forward, we say, I'll do the right thing with what I have. I'll be faithful to, to, to my God in all he does. Now get ready. Now get ready for the revelation to come. Now get ready to take a walk through the fiery furnace and not be burned. Now get ready for the king to say, I'm going to put you over this and I'm going to set you up and you're ready to go further. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I don't know. Am I done? Am I done talking about this? Is, this, is, is that sufficient for now? Some of you are looking like, I don't know if he's talking about yet. I don't know. Did you get this? Did, did you get it on the inside? Is it, is it, is it resonate? I'm not telling you to copy, copy everything I did. I'm asking you, what's in your hand? What's in your life? What has the Lord given you? And, 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 and are you faithful with it? Amen. So He can take you higher. We ought not look like we used to. Our lives ought not, not, not be the same as they used to. They should be better. Even with age. Age is one thing, physical body, but better. Increased more. Father, thank you today for working in hearts and lives. Thank you for the call of God upon individuals to go higher, to do more, to increase. Thank you for working in each and every mind and heart. You work on us and you work in us from the inside out, you do. And we respond to you faithfully. We fulfill our commitments to you. Just like you are so faithful to fulfill your commitments to us. We we can count on you. Lord, help us to be that same way. Reliable 
in all things. For this we give you the glory, the honor, the praise. We give you all the thanks. For you are good, 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 so good, so good, so good. Praise God, so good, so wonderful, so good. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God.